Welcome to the Bringing the Human Back to Human Resources podcast, the podcast all about the delicate balance between people and business, and quite literally, reconnecting the two. My name is Tracy Rubin, and I've spent nearly my entire professional career in HR. Join me as I share stories, opinions, and words of advice with you each week. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for being here for another week. If you are listening to this on Spotify, you can watch it as well. So I uh, am excited for this week's episode. I mean, we are really going to dig into the uh, background for why why I waited to talk about this for sure. And you can already tell by the title of the episode what the big news is. And it is that I quit my job in less than three months of working there. And so there's a lot to unpack. And actually, I'll probably end up having to talk about this over the course of a few episodes. But um, today, I really just want to focus on why I quit in less than 90 days and why I quit, period. Um, Before I jump into that, I want to first apologize for the continued construction. I have literally no idea what's going on above us, but you know, I literally waited all like all, all week basically to record this episode and as long as possible because I thought the construction would end. And then today I was like, oh, you know, I'll I'll record super early and it'll be great. And the construction started and then it stopped. And I was like, you know what? Let me just record now. So I start recording and all of a sudden the construction starts again after hours and hours and hours of it not happening. So you know, here we are. The last few weeks have been accompanied with the, you know, symphony of construction. So I hope that I can, in editing, tune most of it out. If not, I do apologize. Now, this week, talking about why I quit my job, I want to just preface a couple things. And the first is that the, my, what I'm sharing with you is not a reflection of the organization or the parent organization. What I'm sharing with you is a reflection of, you know, individual leadership and my own experience and my own opinions. And the last thing that I want to do is, you know, create this weird feeling of negativity around an organization that I really didn't know too well because you don't really get to know a place in 90 days or less than 90 days, right? Um, But, you know, it goes without saying that people and strong talent stay in companies because of the people that they work for. So I do, you know, this is not, um, this is not a hot take on, on a company or companies. And I really don't want to go on record, like bashing anyone at all. That is not what's going to happen here. However, I am going to be super transparent and authentic with my own experience. This is not throwing shade or speaking badly about an individual or group of people at all because that is not my vibe. So the first thing, first things first, why did I quit my job? Uh, well, there are a few reasons. One, um, the, the leader that I was working for was very different than I had originally um, expected this person to be. And there were so many things that went on that I, I would be doing a disservice to everyone if I even went into them. Uh, but really, the the key point here is that this leader was not for me. And, you know, 
leaders leaders come in all shapes, sizes, forms, styles, etc. Right. Uh, but this this particular person um, really was not the mentor that I was looking for. Right. So I left my last job. And, and you know, if you listen to that episode where I was like, big news, I got a new job a few months ago back in I guess I launched that maybe in October or November. Um, I, you know, I left a job that I loved. Um, I was there for almost five years at the company, my previous company, my previous, previous company. And I loved it. I had a great leader. I had great coworkers, all of the above. Everything was amazing, but I really wanted to expand my experience and almost like choose my next boss and really like get to the next level. Well, yes, I technically did pick my next boss because I decided to leave for this other opportunity. What I was going to do, what I was supposed to do, um, was going to be bigger and better. Um, one thing that in reflecting on what I did wrong potentially was that I never received a job description. So I, I want to break this down. First and foremost, I was uh, poached by a recruiter who I have a really good relationship with and was amazing to work with and continues to be amazing to work with. And so it was one of those things where it was like, hey, we have a job open. Think you could be a great fit. This is what it pays. Um, this is what you'd be doing. And this is who you'd be working for. And the interviews took like two weeks. And then I was offered the job. I negotiated. It was great. Fine. Um, and I, I don't know why I didn't ever ask for a job description. I think because it was the same title and same industry that I didn't I guess I, it was an afterthought. And this was a fatal flaw. Never go into a job without a job description because I think one of the things, and and I already mentioned that, you know, this leader wasn't for me, um, but one of the things that I was really relying on is what the leader was telling me I was going to experience, which ended up being very, very, very different than what the job actually called for. And, you know, for, for someone like me, super ambitious, super, um, autonomous, like I want to be able to dictate my day, dictate my workload, you know, take a project and run with it, be trusted with that, et, et cetera. Right. I didn't really have that. I, I stepped into a role that actually felt like I was taking a few steps back. And I say that with the most humility possible. Um, but that's the reality, especially when you get to a certain point in your career, you've accomplished certain things. You've become an expert in certain parts of your role or the business and you're looking for more. And so for me, I knew that I wanted more. I wanted more exposure. I wanted to be like the next head of HR for this organization. But you can only really get to that place if you have A, the right leader and B, the right um, foundation in the organization to be able to like climb that ladder. So before I jump ahead and get ahead of myself where I'm saying, you know, you can definitely create this experience for yourself because you can, I just want to share that, you know, in order to be able to do that, you have to be in the right place. And for me in the, pretty much immediately, I could feel that I wasn't a hundred percent confident that I made the right decision. And I've never felt that way before. I worked at Target for almost four years. I worked at SMCP, my my the company that I left to go to this last role. I worked there almost five years. And then, you know, in this other organization, I where I worked for less than 90 days, I this is my first experience where I was like not happy. 
and not totally convinced that I made the right decision in joining. And like I touched on, you know, this leader was not right for me. And I also want to clarify that this person is no longer with the organization. Um, and, you know, for all intents and purposes, is no longer representing the organization either. So um, just like I'm not, you know, for me, it was a really challenging relationship. Um, in many ways, I expected to have autonomy and really be able to lead and scale, like upscale my role from my previous role. But the um, the way that the job was presented to me was very different than what it ended up being. And in most cases, you would probably say, well, I'll just stick it out. I'll make it exactly what I want it to be. For me, the challenge was that because I was in this challenging relationship with my leader, I mean, really, it was it was not the right place for me. So when you when you have those feelings of struggling with your leader, you're, you don't feel like you're in the right culture, you're not going to be super motivated to change the culture, to, to rise above that challenge. And, you know, there were things that happened on the back end that I don't want to talk about because I don't want this to be conflated with an unprofessional hot take. Uh, but just know, like, the situation was bad. Okay, the situation was bad, and I don't think anyone should ever have to go through the situation that I went through, and I, let's just leave it there. This episode is brought to you by Namely. With workforces continuing to evolve, it's more important than ever to keep in pace with the nature of business, but it can be even harder to stay ahead and keep employees connected and engaged. That is why you need Namely, the all-in-one HR solution that offers everything you need to set you up for success in the new year so that you can tackle any curveballs that 2022 throws your way. Namely helps you easily adapt to the ever-changing workplace and maintain a great employee experience whether you have 50 or 1,000 employees in their all-in-one connected modern platform that includes onboarding, performance management, and intuitive benefits enrollment. Plus, Namely can streamline your payroll, time tracking, and vacation requests so that you can be everyone's favorite HR leader, no matter how your company grows. Companies are built on people. Don't let either fail. Stay ahead and learn more about making the switch to Namely. Learn more about making the switch to Namely today at Namely.com. Don't wait. That's Namely.com. This, this experience for me was so stressful because I was you know, as someone who takes their job so seriously, and I try not to take myself too seriously, but my job has become everything around me because I have a podcast based on what I do and I eat, sleep, breathe, and live for HR. And so when you step into something that deflates you, it's not good. And for a very long time, I, I mean, because I was there, yeah, probably just about 90 days. Um, I, I would say for 89 of those days, I was not, I did not feel myself. I was not happy. I was not motivated. I was not inspired. It was hard, honestly, to even do my podcast because I wanted to talk about what I was experiencing, but I also wanted to be cognizant that now I'm a representative of an organization that hired me and I didn't want it to be, you know, like a, a roasting of them in any way. And I still don't. And it's hard navigating having a podcast, being open and transparent and honest about what I'm experiencing in real time, but also being a representative of my current employer. And so I knew 
like I had to make a change because I was not happy. And, and actually it started to seep into other parts of my life. Like I was, you know, my, my husband and my family were like, you are not yourself. Is everything okay? What's going on? And then I just started to complain about work constantly and nobody wants to be around someone that's negative or complaining all the time. And as someone who is like truly an eternal optimist, like always finding the bright side of things, I didn't recognize myself and I knew I just, it it wasn't right. And I felt that way almost immediately. And, you know, I managed to, to really like get through some difficult situations in this, in that role. Um, and I also managed to meet a lot of really incredible people. Like I, I did get to work with very smart and talented individuals. And it's, it's honestly, it's a shame that my, my experience was what it was, but I think that there are some takeaways here. I I do want to touch on, I don't want to ramble too much, but I know I'm sharing my own experience and I'm also trying to make sure that I'm being appropriate and I'm not trying to be politically correct, but I am trying to be respectful because there are people who currently work for that, that company and, and should work for that company in the future. So this, again, is just my personal experience and my, you know, my take on something that probably will not happen again because that leader is no longer there. So again, like the workload for me is very, was very different than what I wanted it to be and what I expected it to be. I went from really being able to have like a high level strategic um, experience in my role with SMCP where I worked before this last job to really being in the weeds again, um, working way more with, um, you know, the, the team in stores in a way that I had kind of elevated from, and that is not a bad thing, but for me, like my, what I wanted was to impact on a more global scale and at a higher level, because I had spent the, really the, the entirety of my career, directly supporting store teams. And I mean, that's, it made me who I am, right? Like I am grateful for the, all of those experiences. But when you get into a new role, you want to grow, right? You want to continue to elevate. I hope you can appreciate that this is not me saying I didn't want to work with the store teams because that working with the store teams is like what I knew, you know, working in retail, that is, that was my bread and butter, Um, and working with the hourly teams and the store managers and all that, that's what my passion was. And so I don't know if like my experience with my leader compounded on that and just made the workload less exciting, even though like that used to be something that I would just like look forward to do. I I don't know. But what I do know is that I accepted the role under a different pretense. And so I think that in my mind, like realizing that it wasn't exactly what it was, what I anticipated it to be, like pulled me back. Then the experience with my leader pulled me back further. And then like not, not like leveling up in my movement really like pulled me back. And when I say pulled me back, it makes like the analogy that I'm thinking of is when you're like being dragged in the mud and it's like, you're pulling, you're getting pulled and pulled and pulled. And so I just felt like I needed to honestly like escape. Um, And I feel bad because when I think about the leader that I was in those three months, like I was not my best self. I was not the best version of myself. I've been a much better partner and leader before. 
And it's unfortunate because a lot of people were like, this is great. You're the thought leader that we wanted. And it made me feel bad that, you know, here I, I was trying to do the best work possible, but I was just in an Im- impossible situation. So those are the first two things, the leader and the workload. And then the third thing is that actually what I was realizing in this like discussion about passion with myself is that my my passion for HR has evolved. And when I say that, I mean, it used to be that I just wanted to be able to touch everything in the organization. But then COVID really shifted that for me. COVID had a huge impact on my happiness in my career and my role um, because it's a job on its on its own. And I was working constantly and it's not sustainable, right? We've talked about this a million times over on this podcast. Um, but what that, you know, these that three months in that role taught me is that actually I kind of wanted to be in a in a role that was more creative and more strategic and more fun. And I didn't necessarily want to still be part of this, you know, heaviness, which was COVID and the policies and compliance. And there, like that use, it's so crazy because that used to be like what I loved. Like I loved employee relations, loved it. And if someone says they love employee relations, you hire them for the business partner role, okay? Because people don't love employee relations because it's nitty gritty, it's heavy, it's ve- it can be very sad, very frustrating, very emotional because you're dealing with so many intense, possibly intense situations. And that used to be like it for me. And I thought I would always do that. But what I guess these like three months taught me is that, that it was, I needed a break from it. It was, I was done. I was at my max. I was capped. That was it. I had to, I had to make a change. When you realize that you're not in the right place, whether it's the right role, the right company, working for the right leader, you have to call it. And for me, I was like, okay, I don't want to burn bridges. That's the last thing that I want to do, which is why I'm trying to be very thoughtful in this podcast episode, because I don't want my opinions to be what like light the fire to burn the bridge, you know? Um, but I, I had to call it. I knew either I have to stick this out and be miserable for a year or I need to call it quickly, call it fast and get out. And so I, I don't know if this was too pragmatic or, or what, but I knew that I didn't want to leave unless I had another job lined up. And I don't know that I, I regret that decision, but I think I think that I tortured myself. It might not have been the most logical decision if I had left without a job, but I definitely would have been happier in the short term. Um, in the long term, I don't know. Like, who knows? You never know how long it could take to get a job, right? So that's what made me stick it out because honestly, I was ready to quit after like two weeks. But I was like, I this is embarrassing. I don't want... I don't want to be the girl that has a podcast that can't stick it out. You know, I want my credibility to remain. And so I was confronted with all of these emotions and thoughts and stigmas and expectations. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to actively look for my next job. And I want to call it. I don't want to stick it out. I'm I'm ready because if I I think that if if one of those things didn't exist, meaning I had a really strong leader or I had really good work. I think if one of those things existed, I probably would have made it work. 
But both things, it's just too much. You can't have both. Both are completely unsustainable. Ultimately, when I started looking, it was very early on. It was like maybe three or four weeks in, I started reaching out. This is where it is so important to have networks and connections because the better you do with like staying connected to people, the easier it is to actually, you know, pick up organically that conversation that, hey, I'm looking for something else. And I was very, very candid about why I was looking to leave. I reached out to the company that I'm at now because I do have another job, um, Legion Technologies, which is an amazing organization that is mission-based and focused on the people that I've always worked with. And that is the hourly population. Nevertheless, we'll, we'll get to that another day. But um, I reached out to my friends at Legion and I was like, listen, I'm really not in the right place. I'm very unhappy. I'm not myself. And I'm, you know, I'm hoping that maybe there's something there for me, something at Legion for me. And there was something for me. And so all of this is to say that I quit my job in less than 90 days at the end of January. And I left for a director of employee engagement role at Legion. And uh, Legion Technologies is a company that I worked with when I was at SMCP because they were, I was on the customer side. Like I, we were their customer uh, because we brought them in as a vendor. And I'll, I'll get into that another day, like the whole story behind that. Um, but thanks to our working relationship and the people that I knew there that I had created a really strong rapport with who knew how I worked and what my passions were and that I want the hourly population to be looked after and I want their jobs to be made better and that there are so many ways in which we can do that. Leaving a company in three months, I needed to make the right decision. I couldn't just leave because you could easily go from a bad situation to a worse situation. And so I was like, okay, well, I know I'm leaving. Like, let me just make sure that I'm leaving for the right place. And so when Legion was able to, you know, find room for me on the team, I was like, this is truly the best case scenario. It's an amazing company with an amazing team. I've used the product before on the customer side. I believe in it. It's a mission-based organization. I still get to work with people and retailers, and, and that's an amazing thing. But emphasis on this third category that I talked about before, which is realizing my passion, this role invigorates my passion. And it's not heavy. It's not um, something that's like draining energy for me. It's, it's a role that is going to allow me to create and cultivate a culture that every single person is proud of and proud to invest in. And it will allow me to work with, with people to understand how, you know, the product that Legion created and provides to customers is something that engages and inspires the employees of the, the company that's using Legion. So it's just an exciting opportunity all around. And I feel for the first time in months, months, so motivated every single day and so inspired every single day um, because I'm in the right place, working with the right people for a good leader um, doing work that feels meaningful to me and has an impact. It has an impact in a different way because I, it's a new challenge for me and, and it's work that I want to be doing. 
So, you know, when you're, when you're in a role doing work that you want to be in and doing the work that you want to be doing, the sky is the limit. You are going to be inspired and motivated every single day. It was embarrassing to quit after less than three months. And I get it. Maybe that's like an ego thing, but I am proud of the work that I've done. I'm proud of my success. And the last thing that I wanted was to have to explain to all of you, to future employers, to anyone who goes on my LinkedIn, why I worked somewhere for three months. But my happiness is way more important than my ego. And so I knew that I just needed to make the change. And it was honestly, it was the best decision that I made. And it was truly a personal decision. This is hopefully just something that speaks to you as a listener and allows you to reflect on your own circumstances. Because I think I've said it before on the podcast, if you are miserable in the job that you're in, you're going to make everyone around you miserable. And guess what? It's true. Because I was miserable in the job that I was in and I was making everybody miserable because I was unhappy. I was unmotivated and uninspired. And so that translates, that hits every single person, whether you think so or not, the work you're going to, you're doing is not your best. I don't know that I've ever put out bad work, but it definitely was not my best when I was there. Two, the experience that you give others is not going to be very positive. And you're just like people who don't enjoy going to work or like, you know, everyone has a bad day, but like consistently you don't want to be around them. And I don't want to be the person that people don't want to be around ever. So um, I hope that if you are listening to this and you are like, ooh, that's me, this is your sign, quit your job either now because you're like ready to quit or when you have a job lined up. I, I don't know that I'd ever advocate quitting without a job lined up, but that's just because I am very like type A and I like things to be done sequentially and pragmatically. And that's that. I do want to close out this episode with a recap on how I felt leaving other than like the ego side of things. And I'll tell you, like, I felt really disappointed in myself and the company. I felt disappointed in myself because I was like, am I weak? Does this, is this a sign that I'm not able to deal with things that are challenging? Is this a sign that I'm not cut out for like the big leagues. And when I said that to myself, I was like, don't be ridiculous, Tracy. That has nothing to do with why you're quitting or why you're leaving for a different role. Like it just wasn't the right fit for me. It wasn't the right culture. It wasn't the right place. It wasn't the right leader. And, and I, there's nothing to be disappointed in, but I will say that the caveat to this is that I did feel like I disappointed others because when someone starts and fills a role that was open, you're like so excited when you're, that person is your partner. You're so excited to finally have someone supporting you, there for you, answering your questions, especially when that person is an HR professional like me. You know, my partners were excited to have, finally have another partner. And I definitely felt like I was letting them down. But at the end of the day, I needed to do what was best for me. And I couldn't, I couldn't think about others in that moment, you know? So that's how I felt leaving in that, on that side of the fence. But the other side of the fence is that I definitely was disappointed in not necessarily the organization, I guess, but my leader, like why, why allow this to happen? Why not just be super candid that the role is X, not Y. So I guess I was disappointed also in the organization a little bit because 
the it was just not what it was portrayed to be and that is always a really tough bullet to bite I think that if they were honest and when I say they it's really my leader if this person was honest about the way they led and the realities of the the job itself it would be a very like I I wouldn't have accepted the job um and so that that is disappointing. Yeah, definitely disappointing because you get so excited when you get something new and imagine a pyramid, right? You start at the base and you're building bricks to get to the top. That's how I see careers. So you start somewhere to get to the next place. So for me, I have a very clear vision of where I want to be with my career. And so every like I make very intentional moves so that I can grow and lay more bricks. And so for me it was like, oh, I took away a brick. That's what it felt like. And maybe I didn't because I think everything happens for a reason. And it gave me the opportunity to move into this amazing job and this amazing company. Um, and who knows if I would have had the same opportunity if I had, if I didn't go to, um, to my last company, but you know, everything does happen for a reason. And so I'm grateful for the experience. I'm grateful to the organization and to everyone that I worked with and that I learned from and that hopefully learned from me as well while I was there. In future episodes, I'm going to talk a little bit more about what I learned. Like I already told you, I learned never, ever, ever go somewhere without having a job description. And I don't know why I made such a rookie mistake, but I did. Uh, and that's okay. I can live with that. In the next episode or in the next few episodes, I will definitely talk about the things that I learned that are my takeaways from that experience. I just really wanted this episode to be about um, why. I quit my job and why I quit in less than 90 days and, you know, how I felt from that. I already can feel, you know, being being now at my at Legion and my new role, I feel so much more like myself, more like myself than I felt in a very long time. I'm super grateful that I've been on this journey because I think it probably is a journey that many of you will have been on in the past or will be on in the future or maybe are on now. Um, and actually, I'll close by saying that a lot of you who are connected with me on LinkedIn already knew what the news was going to be because you saw the LinkedIn change um, in my first week at Legion. But um, I received such a nice message from a listener who messaged me on LinkedIn and said, you know, I had a feeling that this was going to be the topic, but I am just so glad that you are going to be authentic about this and honest about it because I'm going through a similar thing and it was so nice to see that you are also going through something like this and that you can it is okay to make a change after three months or before three months and I just really appreciated that message because it validated for me that it is okay to realize that you're not in the right role and it is okay to realize that you need to make a change for yourself and to not have the tenure that we like expect for ourselves and that sometimes we're just not in the right place and you just have to call it. And so it was a game time decision for me. And I'm sure that many of you can resonate with this message. So with that, I, I really appreciate your openness and understanding just in general of like what I, you know, I'm sharing with you today. And if anyone from um, that company is listening to this, I just want to talk about my own personal experience because it's important to me that my podcast is authentic and transparent. 
And so, you know, I always have my disclaimer in the show notes that this is not a represent like any episode, every episode, any content that I put out there is not a reflection of the company that I work for or the companies that I've worked for. Um, and this is just my own personal opinion and hot take and that's it. And everyone will have different experiences in every organization. That is what makes us humans, people so unique is that we can all be in the same place at once and have totally different experiences. And so I hope you can appreciate that. Don't hesitate to reach out if you have any questions or, you know, if you want to share your stories or experiences with me, I would love to keep the conversation going. Um, But for now, I just want to say thank you for listening. And I hope that you rate, review and subscribe wherever you've decided to listen to this episode and that you tune in next week for some more information about this whole experience. Thank you so much. See you next week.